Hey everyone, and welcome to Hosted. This is the podcast where we get to flip the script, turn the tables on our favorite types of guests, and that would be hosts. Hosts have great stories to share. And today on Hosted, we have Jennifer Didier. Did I get that right? Didier. Didier, okay, yes, Didier. Jennifer Didier is the host of Tech in the Right Direction, and she features guests on her show that are making moves in the right direction in tech. That means being more inclusive, working to drive social change, and closing the employment gap for women in tech. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Thank you so much, Brandy. So you have roughly 128 episodes under your belt. Mm-hmm. When did you start the podcast? About a year and a half ago. That's a lot of interviews in a yes. year and a half. One every week. <laughs> wow. I mean, we post one every week, but you know we do multiples and then just have a runway. And are you, is this a byproduct of your business? It is. Um, so I started it because it's really a passion of mine. Um, I am very passionate to bring more women into technology because I owned and ran a training business. And we trained um, IT pros to deploy new technology. And everybody that we trained was male. <laughs> and I was like, we need more women in technology. So I sit on a lot of boards uh, to help get more women into technology. And the numbers are declining. So I wanted to do something small in my own way. Yeah. Why are the numbers declining? Well, you know, the pandemic was really, really tough on women because um, kids were home mm-hmm. and they had to learn from home. Moms had to work from home. They had to blend all of that together. So millions of women left the workforce because it was just very hard to balance everything. And their kids and family came first. And so they gave up their careers in order to, you know, make sure that they could help their kids learn um, their spouses in the house, you know, also working from home. There's only so much bandwidth. There's only so many computers it's really tough. So that really hurt us. And that's one of the reasons that, you know, numbers are declining. This other reasons are, you know, pretty apparent. It's a male dominated industry. There are people that, you know, just don't feel comfortable. They don't have the confidence, these women to hold their own in a technology field, because there's so much jargon, there's so much technology learning to do that um, they leave because they don't feel included. Yeah. Did you, were you seeing a a steady incline before the pandemic or was it, what were you seeing in terms of more women entering the the tech field, the tech workforce? It's it's been down for a while. We did see some upturn a while ago and now 2022 and beyond is looking promising. So, but I really believe we have to focus on the pipeline. So we have to really get girls early from ages eight to 13 interested in technology, because if we wait till they're out of high school, it's too late. And it sure is hard to get people excited about Mm -hmm. having a career when they look around and they don't see anyone like them. Like them. That's right. And that's, that's how we need to have more role models 
to be able to see others in your, you know, to see others and say, I can do that. Yeah. And, and, and when you are inviting guests onto your show, are you, I'm assuming that you're, you're focused on female voices and those who are supporting and encouraging and lifting females in technology. Yes, absolutely. Definitely looking at that. Um, so I did it for about a year and a couple months just with women, women in leadership roles that can build confidence, motivate, inspire other women to you know, consider a career in technology. And uh, that went really, really well because I got some nice uh, responses from women saying this really helped me. I actually took the first step and, you know, got uh, some training and skills in order to move into this direction. But about four months ago, I started a new segment because I, I felt like it's not just women. We need allies. So we need men. And so we started a segment called Mentors that make a difference. And so we've been interviewing men that are allies that are supporting women in this journey as well. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so kind of making that transition to the to the mentors, how are you finding how are you finding the the men who are who are encouraging, supporting, lifting and and also the the women who are leaders in in a technology company or tech field how do you how do you determine who you're going to invite on the show how do you find them so um in the beginning it was a little bit tougher because i had to use my network constantly to reach out sure. and now we have so many pr companies and other people coming to me so we have you know a lineup of uh, guests which i'm so excited about but the criteria is really that they are passionate about helping women get into technology or passionate about motivating and inspiring women to get into technology. So I do a little bit of an interview ahead of, ahead of time to really understand what their motivation is to be on the podcast, mm -hmm. but it's really, you know, the biggest criteria is they need to be passionate about it. And do you have some ideas before talking to the the potential guest of the direction of the what the show is going to take? Or do you determine that during the intro call that you have with them? Well, what I do is um, I ask for their bio, mm -hmm. and then I ask for three or four topics that they're passionate about. And then I create a list of questions that I send them ahead of the interview that kind of touches on those things. So I just have a guest that I just send some questions out for an interview today, actually. And she's very passionate about women in technology. She wants to, she mentors a lot of women. She sees where the gaps are. And so I put a lot of questions around those topics um, so that we can discuss that. So I try to kind of customize each one. So you're doing your homework before each interview. Yeah. <laughs> How much are you, is it, are you doing all of this on your own or do you have a team that supports you? I had a team and <laughs> I just lost, it was just one member on my team that was helping me with it, but his workload got so crazy that now I'm kind of doing it on my own, but I'm also going to hire some editing help and those types of things. Cause I'm, you know, I work full time and over full-time owning a business. Yes. So um, I do need the help. Yeah. And there's just so much that goes into producing a good podcast. Mm -hmm. 
And, yes. and that homework in advance is a, is a, it, it takes up to do it right. It, it can take some significant time. Yeah. And, you know, putting the questions together takes a lot of thoughtfulness to understand what they're passionate about, to motivate them to be able to inspire others <laughs> is really important. So, you know, that's something I, I really strive to get right. And have you noticed that, you know, I, the whole purpose and mission behind your podcast is sharing these inspiring stories. And not everyone is necessarily forthcoming with, with that information. Mm -hmm. Do you find that it sometimes takes a little bit to get people to, to open up? It does. Um, but the questions definitely help. And then I love my line about tell me more. So I always be like, you know, be ready to elaborate, you know, after you're done with your answer to elaborate more. And that has brought so much more out than just the answer to the question. So I love that, that piece. And it's so simple to just say, tell me more about that, you know, yeah. and it really, they go deeper and share more than they would have just answering the question. Well, and I think that that's a part of a, a being a good host is really just providing opportunity for people to talk. Yeah. And I learn something every day. I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I try to sharpen my skills in, you know, really being attentive. I actually take a lot of time and I write down things they say because things come to my mind. And then I write that down because when I'm waiting for my turn to speak, Sometimes I might forget it if I don't write it down. So it's really important to be really attentive and listen well. And and do you prep your guests in advance? Are you giving them the questions? Do they, because, you know, I think the beauty of podcasts is that they're free flowing. So how much preparation do you give the guests in advance? So I send the questions out and that's just to guide our conversation so that, you know, they know where we're going with it. But then I always ask them to elaborate on different things or if they'll talk about a job that I didn't know about, I'll say, OK, you know, yesterday there was somebody who said that um, she was on hackathons and uh, hackathon is just like a challenge, you know, on computers. And I said, I'm just curious, were there any women in the hackathon? And she said, no, there were very few. I was like one of, you know, 30 people and I was the only woman. And so it was really interesting to, you know, elaborate on some things as you're listening through. So it's not scripted, but it's not uh, free flowing either, I guess. Yeah. It's somewhere in the middle, which I think is a, is a middle, beautiful yeah. place to be. I mean, it's, you have to have some direction, but also being able to have some flexibility when you, when right, you hear the right. answers. So, you know, um, thinking about you've had 128 pretty intimate conversations with some very inspiring individuals. Have there been moments that have you uncovered some aha moments even for your guests? I have in the sense that some people are very vocal mm -hmm. and it's hard to stop them. <laughs> and some people just answer to the point and we are a 20 minute conversation. <laughs> sure. So getting them kind of out of their shell or getting somebody to stop talking <laughs> is always a challenge. <laughs> what are some techniques that you use for the creating um, a container, I guess, to kind of yes. to bring people back to the conversation? What are some strategies that you leverage? So I listen. I mean, I let them, you know, speak because it's valuable. What they're saying is 
valuable. There's a lot of um, goodness in there. But once they stop, then I kind of revert them back to the actual question, you know, if, if they've gone off track or gone off on a tangent. But it's it's not easy because you want them to feel very much in control of what they're doing, you know, so it is a tough, it's a tough one. It is a very tough balance. We do at our company, Kitcaster, we do media training with our clients and I call it the seven Mm -hmm. second stray where people will just go off completely Mm -hmm. to the, to their own story, their own direction. And it's really challenging. It's first, it's hard to recognize what you're doing and then to come back. So it does take a good host to really, to bring it back. Hey, that was great. Here's the question. (laughs) Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Just having to have that conversation and bring it back is really important because, you know, there's a lot of good in what they're saying, but sometimes it's not on, on point to the question. Yeah. And you mentioned that you listen to a lot of podcasts. What, what are your favorites? What are your go-tos? There is a tech podcast that I like. It's True Stories in Tech. And it's very, very real and very down to earth. And that's why I like it. And it's four different guys that are throwing out questions at different times, but it's very free flowing. I was also a guest on that podcast. It was so interesting. They send me a list of questions and I prepared and prepared and prepared. And we didn't even cover any of (laughs) them. They didn't ask you a single question? <laughs> kind of had the same direction, but it was totally different. And so it was fine. I felt like I prepared. So I showed up, you know, prep prepared. But then I was really amazed when I listened to it later. I'm like, none of these questions were there. <laughs> but it went well. It went really well. And there's four hosts. So four hosts were asking you questions. Yes. 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 And they do it so well. It's very calm. You'll have to listen to it sometime. It's true stories in tech. I really like that one. I love uh, Tiffany Bova's What's Next podcast. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about business and sales, and she has a great audience. She has a lot of uh, authors of books, and um, it's just, it's really very, it's like continuous learning. You know, I feel really good about that one. And then I love Oprah's podcast. Yeah, she's fabulous. <laughs> I know, you know, it's just, she's fabulous and she's kind of my mentor because she can talk to anybody about anything, you know, and I, I just love that. Yeah, no, that's a really very inspiring podcast. I mean, she's just so talented. She's just she is, yeah. mastered the craft of interviewing, which is incredible. Mm-hmm. And I love, mm-hmm. so I'll definitely check out True Stories in Tech and and What's Next. Those are those are yeah. both great recommendations. It, have you been on What's Next too? I have not, but Tiffany's been on mine. I think she uh, focuses on a lot of authors because she wrote a book. So that might be the network of uh, people that she's having on her guests. And it's my... Um, on my bucket is list it? to write a book. Oh, yes. One of these days we'll start. <laughs> what, what is it going to be about? That's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so people have told me that I just need to write down things that come to my mind. And then after when I'm ready to write the book, I'm going to have some kind of pattern um, in there that's going to, you know, kind of guide what it's going to be about. But I'm I'm thinking and I'm leaning towards 
uh, best practices for women in technology, you know, because I've learned so much. I'm very passionate about it. So maybe something around that. And I can use my podcast notes or interviews to help feed some of that real world ideas. Just thinking about the the outcomes from your from your podcast, are you then working with a lot of the guests that you have on your show? Is there are you able to create some synergies there where you're able to do business together? I have not really done that. I've done that, but not done that. So we haven't done business together, but we have definitely formed some really, really good friendships and relationships through, you know, this network of people that are just coming to me from nowhere. And I, I love that because I, there will be a time where it'll be the right time, but we haven't done it yet. Sure. And tell, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about your business. Sure. We are an IT training company, so it's called Directions Training. And so Tech in the Right Direction kind of goes with the the name Directions. Mm -hmm. And um, Directions has been around for 30 years, so a long time. And we work with Fortune 1000 companies to train their IT pros to deploy new technology. And so all the big names that you're familiar with, like Walgreens and ComEd and Boeing, we do business with them and we train their IT staff to come into our environments, which is like a sandbox environment where they can deploy the new technology and practice before they actually go into the real environment and do it. So it's very helpful and training is part of, you know, most IT companies budgets. So it's something that we do all the time. Yeah. And then, so through that, as you mentioned earlier, you just realized that there were very few women, if any. Yeah. If any. Yep. So yep. what were some of the organizations that you decided to be involved with? So um, I belong to the WIT network, which is the Women in Technology Network, which really fosters women and provides them with the mentoring, the confidence, the career path that they need. And then we've actually partnered with Microsoft in a few different instances where we've provided scholarships for training and certifying women to come into the technology field. So it's it's been really, really good. And so now I feel like we're making a difference. We just finished a thousand women that went through uh, AI and Azure training and certification. And, you know, we're getting to scale now rather than 20 women here and 25 women there. So it's really That's good. impressive. And is that nationwide? That was nationwide. Yeah. In fact, we um, also included a few countries like Haiti, India. I think there might have been one more, but those were the main ones. That's incredible. So growing from when you first started, you had a cohort of 20, 21 to 1,000 thousand and that's um in two years so 20 was a scholarship program that i put together through directions just to make a difference because when those numbers were declining in the pandemic i was like what can i do i need to change this and so i gave away 50 scholarships for that type of training and certification and we got 200 applications within 18 hours And so I said, okay, there is a pent up demand. Mm -hmm. And then when Microsoft saw it, they are very, very uh, focused on helping diversity and inclusion. And so they said, you know, we can fund some of these cohorts. And so that's, that's where it started. 
That's great. And are you, how are you getting the word out? Are you use, leveraging your podcast? Sometimes the podcast, we are also in lots and lots of different channels. So the WIT Network has, um, I think it's 7,600 members. Um, then the Women Business Development Center, I belong to also the Minority Business Center, City of Chicago, lots of underserved communities, lots of organizations like the YWCA, IC Stars, lots of different, you know, we just have a big network. So we put out the word everywhere and we got registrations. We're like 300 over now and looking to start another cohort, I hope, in the next few months. That's incredible. And is Microsoft one of your clients? Is that how they got involved? It, yeah, we, we are a Microsoft partner. So we train on a lot of the Microsoft technologies. And so we are managed by Microsoft. And so, you know, bringing ideas like that for their diversity and inclusion initiatives is great for them as well. So when do you sleep? Sleep, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> it's underrated, it's overrated, I should say. <laughs> oh man, I, I don't know. I haven't been sleeping well because there's too much on my brain. So, you know, I get up at between one and three and stay up for about an hour or two and then go back to sleep for a little oh, bit. Oh <laughs> my goodness. I mean, you're doing so much good work, all of it. Yeah, it, it's so fulfilling. I mean, that's, that's the big part. You know, it's when you have a passion and you want to see that go, it doesn't matter how many hours, it doesn't matter if you're sleeping, you just put everything you have into it. Wow. That's incredible. And have you had any of the, your, your scholarship recipients on the podcast? I have not yet, but I will, but I have lots of testimonials from them that, you know, talked about how this training impacted their lives. So some people, um, yes, got the certification and that helps you in your technology career, but others were so impacted by the groups of community of women learning together, working together. They built a whole community around it and built confidence. And so they were now invited to the table for conversations, technical conversations that they were never invited to before. And so that gave them even more of a boost of confidence, which is great. And then some got promoted into more technical roles. Some got uh, promoted into like a technical marketing role. So it was just awesome. I mean, to see the different types of impact we made through that program. Yeah, that's just really incredible. And our companies, you know, I'm just kind of thinking to get people up, if, if they have people within their organization, and maybe they're not in a technical role currently, but they have employees who are interested in becoming mm -hmm. more technical. Is that opportunity open to them to sponsor students? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we also have through the WIT network, we have a lot of companies that are member companies, organizations that are saying, we need women talent. Where can we find them? And so we can actually, you know, even sponsor some of these candidates to those companies to say, hey, you know, here's some candidates that have been qualified by not only taking the training, but getting certified. Oh, that's really great. That's incredible. Like huge impact. Yeah, it makes me feel good. So, you know, hopefully the numbers are going to start rising. And then I do a lot of um, young girl outreach as well. So in Chicago, I did a lot with DigiGirls, which is a initiative by Microsoft. And that there, we actually have women that are in technology on a panel so kids can see you. And like you said, just to be that, that 
vision that, hey, I can do this. If she could do this, I can do this. I can see myself in her shoes. And that's so important. So it's it's critical to have that pipeline to grow into. So yeah, no, it is. It's so important. And I and I do feel like, you know, we've we've made massive steps <laughs> from where we were, what, 15, 20 years ago. Yes. We just took massive steps backwards with the pandemic. And now Mm -hmm. we need to really determine what that, what the future is going to look like and how we. Yeah. We need to pivot back again and put all that back again so that we can start to, you know, increase those numbers, not decline. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, coming back to your podcast, when you initially started, it was women in technology in leadership roles and and then you pivoted to including those who are supporting women lifting them up mm-hmm. what's the next phase what what are what are some goals that you have for for your podcast my next phase is going to be youth and and girls you know to show those role models to other girls so that we can continue to build that pipeline because there are some girls that are just amazing in this space that you know we've seen and really mentored them to that next level. Um, So I would love to see us add that piece. And then, you know, the sky's the limit. I think once we build that pipeline, then we can just take that and keep growing it, you know? So that's, that's my goal. Yeah. Well, that's a really, that's a really fantastic goal. I I think what we're seeing too, in our, in our clientele at Kitcaster, you know, we we put a lot of executives, founders on podcasts and facilitate that, get their voices heard. And we're, we have quite a few female clients who are in Web3, blockchain, crypto, which is mm-hmm. really cool mm-hmm. to see that female voice in such an innovative yes. market. I don't know if yes. you've seen a similar trend. I have. I have. Yesterday, I interviewed um, a woman that has a trillion dollar business that is in cryptocurrency, which is really cool to see. And young woman, you know, and she's really, she's struggling though to find more women that can apply for positions, you know, that are in tech. And so I said, yes, we have to work towards skilling them because the the job requires skills and there's not a lot of skills in that industry. So we have to build that. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. Yep. Every day. Every day. <laughs> well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I've loved every minute of it. Jennifer, if you were to, a lot of folks who are listening to this show, they have a podcast, they want to start a podcast. You've been doing it for quite some time now. What are some takeaways that you would share with the listeners? So first of all, I would say, just do it, you know, get your mindset that I'm going to do it and then learn about it, you know, go online. There's so many resources to, to learn from. And then I, about a year ago, joined podcaster groups on Facebook and on LinkedIn. And those podcaster groups are so amazing. Like you could ask any question in a safe environment and they will give you tons of experience, you know, from platforms to guests to, um, 
people who do editing for you. I just put something out there to say, okay, I want to hire somebody that's going to help me with the editing and the uh, posting and hosting and all of that. And so I got many, many responses. And there's actually a podcaster group that's called She Podcasts. So it's all women. Oh, wow. That's great. And they have a Facebook group? Yes. Wonderful. And so I would say just jump in and learn as much as you can and then try it out. You can't you can't go wrong because if you love it and you have a mission and a passion to create an awareness about a certain topic, then go do it. Yeah. And it definitely it fulfills you. Like you feel yes, yeah, those conversations are really important to you. And I can I can tell just by listening to you. You don't think about the work, you know, it's just because you want to do it and you just love it so much that you want to spread that word. So it's worth it. It really is. And the barrier to entry is pretty low for podcasting. Yeah. It's it's our own mindset really that is the barrier to entry for anything really. So you know give yourself the confidence believe you can do it and just go do it. And do you have any tools for that, you know, to, that you leverage for getting the content out? Like once you, once the audio is prepped, once you're ready to publish, are you giving creative assets to your team to share, to the guests to share? What does that look like? Yes. So we do, we do sample social posts that we send them. We send them their air date. We tell them, you know, a week before, if you want to start to create that buzz and say, I'm going to be on this show, uh, please take a listen. And then, you know, you build up to it. So we give them the social post. We, um, we show them, you know, all the steps on how to do it because some guests may not know how to do it. So that's all uh, in communication that we give them. Smart. And we've had really good luck because now my network finds out about it, but then my network grows with their network, right? So it really starts to populate and create more awareness. So I think you always want your guest to uh, evangelize and socialize uh, your episode because that just doubles and triples, you know, your reach. And the important part here is that you make it really easy for that ripple effect to happen. Yes, yes. Yes. And really do the work for them, you know, put it all very easy, simple steps so that they could just go follow and do it because they will do it if they feel that they can. And if it gets too complicated or it's three pages long, they're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. You have to make it easy and and doing and, and very explicit directions on how to, yes. how to publish and socialize the content. So that's, that's, yes. Yes. Really smart. And you're doing this all on your own again. I know. <laughs> on top of everything else. That's a, that's a know, huge heavy lift. It's, it is a heavy lift, but it's the passion that drives yeah. it. I have to say that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, thank you so much. I, if you wouldn't mind just letting the listeners know where they can find you, where they connect with you, if they're interested in being on your show, how they might be able to reach out to you. So thank you. Thank you, Brandy. This has been an honor. Appreciate it. So the podcast is Tech in the Right Direction. And currently it's on all the podcast platforms that you can find it. Podbean is the one I use currently. And so you could look at Podbean for uh, for our podcast. And then you can find me on LinkedIn. 
Jennifer Didier, D-I-D-I-E-R. And please, if you have a guest or if you are passionate about this topic, reach out and we'll get you on the show. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And yes, anyone who's listening right now should go straight to all of the the different streaming out there, the all all the streaming services that, that um, Jennifer is mm-hmm. on. Rate and review. Have a listen to the show. It's a fantastic show. Also, check out True Stories in Tech. Listen to Jennifer's episode. Get a get a taste of, yes. of that podcast. And we look forward to having everyone tune in next time. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hosted, a podcast brought to you by Kitcaster, a podcast booking agency. If you want to find out more about Kitcaster, about Hosted, find us on all of the relevant social channels and tune in to more episodes of Hosted. Take care.